People ask me every day why other people in their life won't change, and why, no matter what they do, they can't change certain things. The answer is actually very simple. It's that there is some resistance to the change. What that means is that some energies involved in situations are a yes to the situation or the change, and some are a no. This is really hard to recognize when you're not conscious of the resistance. For example, you might be a person who tells yourself, you know what, what I want more than anything in the world is a committed partner. Because this is your conscious awareness, you're totally unaware of unconscious aspects of yourself that, for example, would see a committed partner as a way of losing autonomy, losing your sense of self. Therefore, while most of your conscious energy is going towards getting a partner, all of those subconscious energies are looking to sabotage that every step you take, because their intention is to keep you single. our failure to recognize and work with whatever resistance might be present that keeps us stuck in patterns the way that that pattern is. To understand resistance, I'm going to give you a metaphor. I want you to imagine a stream with a fast-moving current. In this current, there's a boat. This boat has six oarsmen in it, each of whom have a paddle. Some of these oarsmen are paddling downstream with the current. Some of them are paddling upstream against the current. These oarsmen who are trying to paddle the boat upstream are in resistance. They're in resistance to the current itself. They're also in resistance to the oarsmen who are also trying to paddle the boat downstream. Resistance is nothing more than opposition. It is any oppositional force. We can meet with opposition from the outside, and we can meet with opposition from the inside. Now, external opposition is easy to figure out. It's people, circumstances, events, and things that are opposing us in some way. But external resistance mirrors our internal resistance. The main source of internal opposition, the source of our resistant thoughts, words, and actions, is the splits within our own consciousness. So the rule of thumb in life is this. If there is any resistance that exists within your body, you have to stop what you're doing and deal with or resolve that resistance first before doing anything else. For more information about resistance and also what to do about it, watch my video titled Urgent, Deal with Resistance Before You Do Anything Else. There are multiple reasons why people resist change. So you can understand the most fundamental elements of why people resist change, I've made a list for you. 1. Our sense of safety and security and stability is completely wound in to the way things are. To what's familiar, to what we already know. And so any type of change destabilizes our sense of security and safety and also our sense of control. For example, let's say that the strategy that we found in order to stay safe is to be independent, but then something happens to us, a change happens in our life that forces us into a kind of dependency. When we depend on other people, we will automatically, with that change, feel completely unsafe. So we're going to resist that change happening. Or let's say that we find our sense of safety in our belonging with other people. And we are looking at a change, feeling like if we make that change, suddenly we're going to be different. Now, if we're different, that means we're probably invalidating other people around us, and so we may be ostracized. That makes us feel unsafe, and so we resist the change. The need for a routine, which is pretty much the opposite of change, falls into this category. Our routine is familiar and makes us feel secure. When we have to do something different, and our routine gets disturbed, we lose that sense of security. 
Perceiving ourselves to be unsafe or vulnerable activates our primal centers for survival, which tell us this change must be avoided at all costs. Two, change tends to make us lose our confidence. We've already become accustomed to the way things are. We've developed skills around the way things are. So this goes hand in hand with a sense of security and a sense of control. We get a lot of empowerment out of how much control we have over the situation at hand. So whenever something changes, suddenly we start to feel insecure. We start to feel incompetent. We start to feel like those skills we've already built up are now thrown out the window and are obsolete. And this is another element of unsafety that goes hand in hand with competence. We tend to feel when any change is upon us that any other person who might actually be more capable or more used to that situation all of a sudden has more power than we do. So suddenly we feel less than them. And that can also feel quite dangerous. All in all, what this sums up to is the fact that a change tends to make us feel a decrease in self-esteem and confidence. And that's something that most people want to avoid at all costs. Three, we don't understand or we misunderstand the need for the change. This is especially true if we weren't included in the decision to make that change. If we weren't consulted on it, or if we perceive that that change is not actually in our best interests. If we do not get why a change is happening, or why it's needed, we will fight hard for what we already do. Also, certain changes, especially when we're not consulted on it and therefore didn't feel like we really chose it, and we don't really understand the need for it, some of those changes are actually perceived by us as a bad change. Now, when we perceive that a change is bad instead of a good change, we're going to resist that unlike any other change that's put before us. It may be interesting to note that the very most drastic changes that happen in most people's lives happen as a result of crisis. The reason for this is because people tend to be so resistant to change that it requires a crisis for them to actually change things. In other words, people won't choose change. Instead, the forces that be in the universe often end up forcing it upon them. When this happens, the first thing that we do is refuse to accept that a change has been forced on us. In fact, it is change we're trying to prevent. All the ways that we try to gain control over the situation of the changes that is occurring is an attempt to get things to revert back to normal, to not change, right? In fact, it takes us a very long time to accept the fact that it's not going back to normal, that the change is happening regardless of whether we're on board or not. Four. Fear of what we project into the unknown and insecurity about the new. Now, many of you who've been watching my videos know that there is no such thing as fear of the unknown. What it is is that you're projecting something you feared into the unknown. Now, when we are in a situation where we're about to encounter something new, that's what change is all about, our worrying mind kicks into high gear and starts to project every single potential issue that could be happening. And when that process happens, it starts to discourage us from making the change. Also, as you learned in the last point, our confidence is rooted in what we do know. This is why there's sayings like, better known pain than unknown pleasure, or better the devil you know than the devil you don't. What it means is that we tend to choose to stay in a situation and not make a change, even if we know that not changing is painful. Most of us would rather do this than take a risk that by making the change, things could be better. The reason for this is that we feel confidence in our ability to handle the pain we already are experiencing, the pain we already know. This is why most people make a change only when they're in literally so much pain where they are that it doesn't matter whether they're jumping off a cliff and taking that risk, you see. So, so what we tend to do is to choose something that we know we can handle 
where when we're looking at a change that might push us into something that could be better, it could also be worse, and we don't actually have confidence in our capacity to handle it if it gets worse. You can see this in effect the minute that somebody gets unsafe, because what they choose to do is to go back to a situation they know. They go back to what's familiar, even if the situation itself is more dangerous than the alternative. Five, we have an emotional connection to something that that change is threatening us that we might lose. If we perceive that we're going to encounter any kind of loss in conjunction with the change, we're going to dig our heels in and refuse to change. This could be a loss of a person, a place, or thing. It could also be a loss of an idea, a feeling, or experience. For example, if a person gets so old that they're no longer allowed to drive, they may resist the change because it causes them to feel a loss of a sense of autonomy that they cherish. 6. Low levels of trust. Now, obviously, this is going to be in high gear anytime a change is initiated by someone other than ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean that distrust is just about other people. In fact, it has to do with yourself as well. But we live in a world where, to be completely honest with you, people haven't learned yet to take other people as a part of themselves, and therefore they haven't learned to take other people's best interests as a part of their best interests, and this is the foundation of trust. To the degree that a person has grown up to expect this experience of other people not taking their best interests as part of themselves. They will distrust and resist any change that is being suggested by somebody else or any change that's initiated by someone else. Also, growing up in a world where you can't really trust other people because they're not actually capitalizing your best interests creates splits or fragments in our own consciousness. And what's really interesting is that these splits on our own consciousness begin to mirror that external behavior of not taking each other's best interests into account. So what's actually happening in a lot of people's internal systems is zero-sum games being played between parts. One part is acting despite another part's best interest. And that does not create an atmosphere internally of self-trust. In fact, it creates one of self-distrust. And so what you'll watch in this person's life is that any time a change is going to be made, one part of their own consciousness is a, yeah, doesn't matter what the other parts think. And the other parts are like, no, 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 you're going to destroy my life, no. So that presents internal resistance. In other words, anytime you're trying to make a change, there are other parts within you that are not on board with taking that change. They don't trust that that's going to be in their best interest at all. Seven, we don't clearly see the reward or benefit of the change. Because if we did, we would have made the change already. If we don't see the reward or benefit of a change, we don't feel like we chose the change. We feel like it's forced on us. And this makes us feel totally out of control. This also makes recognizing the benefit or reward of the change almost impossible to see. Instead, it feels like the change itself is against us. No one is going to get on board with any change that they feel is going to leave them worse off. And in that same vein, which is the most important thing to realize about this particular point is, if we look at making a change, and the rewards or benefits don't justify the effort or the discomfort involved in making that change, we're not going to make the change. Eight, even the most unconscious people walking the planet today feel the reality, if not at a conscious level, at a subconscious level, of ripple effects. We live in a universe where one of the most dominant laws that governs is cause and effect. So that means we're living in a world of dominoes. In a highly interdependent reality, one change can lead to many, many other changes. It can bring about a whole new set of problems along with possibilities. Most of us 
intuitively sense that our lives are a game of dominoes. We have some of these dominoes that we're okay with falling and others that we're not okay with having fall. So I want you to imagine that when you make a change, you're just watching that set of dominoes topple. But some of them you're like, no, 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 no. Feels pretty disempowering, doesn't it? For example, a woman might avoid leaving her husband because she knows that doing so will force her to have to get a job. Doing that would mean that she would have to put her kids in daycare. And doing that, she imagines, will make them feel negatively towards her. Now that's one of those dominoes she's not okay with. We're especially afraid of making a change if we can feel the potential of a change to affect many areas of our life, but don't have a clear vision of exactly how or in what ways. For more information about this, you can watch my video titled The Catch-Up Effect, Why We Really Fear Change. One critical thing to understand about resistance is that it doesn't come from a bad place. A lot of times, especially when we consciously think we want a certain change, we feel as if the parts of ourselves that are pulling against it or other people from the outside are really just sabotaging the crap out of us. But I want you to get that resistance actually comes from a good place. Other people, as well as parts of yourself, resist change when they think that that change is going to lead them to pain instead of pleasure, or lead you to pain instead of pleasure. Their perception may be wrong, but they actually think it's in your best interest to say no instead of yes to something. For example, a person who is anti-abortion and doesn't want any change to happen within policies to make abortion legal is genuinely convinced that what they are voting against is murder. So they feel like they're preserving life. Now, if you walked up to anybody and you said, do you believe in preserving life? Most people would be like, hell yeah, that's what's good. Do you believe in supporting murder? Most people would be like, hell no. That's where these people are. So they believe that anybody who's a yes to these abortion laws changing is voting for murder. So you could understand why that resistance is innate in them. A part of you that does not want to lose weight may believe that if it loses weight, it's no longer going to be able to buffer you from the world and stay safe by staying hidden and invisible. To this part, any part of you that wants to lose weight is literally trying to blindly walk you into an interpersonal battlefield without any armor. To understand this in depth, watch my video titled, There's No Such Thing as Self-Sabotage. If we feel that a change will bring about something that's positive, needed, and wanted, and will not cause us to lose anything that we can't afford to lose, we feel that that change is safe. We will then willingly accept any discomfort that comes with change there will either be no resistance to the change or the resistance will be so minimal that the change will not be a hard no. There is a big difference vibrationally between I'm scared and it's a no for me and it's a yes for me but I'm scared. This means that if a change isn't happening, you must work with the resistance instead of against the resistance. Working against resistance is nothing more than resisting resistance and we all know where that goes. You have to do it with an open mind that is not fixated on the idea that the change has to happen no matter what, because that's not a state of openness. Anytime a change isn't happening, you've got to work to resolve that resistance. And you've got to do that with understanding and compassion. And hopefully knowing these basic reasons why people resist change, including you, that will be easier to do. Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.